Welcome to journeywithjesus.net, a weekly webzine for the global church. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin. My essay this week is called The Passion of Our Lord, The Earliest Memories, Contemporary Echoes. It's based upon the lectionary readings for Sunday, March the 24th, 2013. Palm Sunday. My essay this week is really not an essay, but a form of call and response. The call is a verbatim quote from scripture, and the response is a short reflection. See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey. A king on a donkey? A prophetic act and some political parodies signal a Davidic kingdom of a different sort. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. A recurrent theme, so maybe we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring peace. More critical than at any time in history, what will bring peace? You did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. A terrifying thought. The whole city of Jerusalem asked, who is this? The ultimate question, which has generated only contention and never consensus. Children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the Son of David, the littlest and the best. By what authority do you do these things? A trick question elicits a trick answer. Keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be honest. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said. But Jesus saw through their duplicity, and ours too. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, the tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. So too, all the groups we love to hate. They didn't believe it then. We don't believe it now. The chief priests and elders plotted to arrest Jesus in some sly way and kill him. After 30 years of total obscurity and then three years of prophetic ministry, the end game. At the Last Supper, a dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. At the Last Supper, does our vanity know no boundaries? I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. 
and not only one. Judas plays our part. He takes our place. One by one they said to him, Surely not I. Surely it is. This very night you will all fall away on account of me. Despite all the protests, no one is accepted. Peter, even if all fall away, I never will, even if I have to go to prison with you and die with you. Enthusiasm without enlightenment spells disaster. And all the other disciples said the same. So Judas is unexceptional. What is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. A divine fulfillment, not an arbitrary fate. In Gethsemane, the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Now utterly alone in a hostile world. Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. Sometimes it is darkest just before the light. The high priest asked, Are you the Christ, the Son of God? Yes. Full stop. A servant girl, you also were with that Nazarene, Jesus. Peter, I don't know or understand what you're talking about. Jesus, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. A look of compassion, not shame. Peter broke down and wept bitterly. Judas was seized with remorse and returned the silver. Make no mistake, we're all on level ground. <clears throat> they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Interrogation, torture, and execution by the state. We found this man subverting our nation. True enough, and not only their nation, but ours too. My kingdom is not of this world. It is from another place. Our call and challenge to love the world, but not its worldliness. Pilate, are you the king of the Jews? 
Jesus, yes, it is as you say. For this reason I was born, to testify to the truth. What is truth? The truth is always more than we can bear. I find no basis for a charge against this man. He sent him to Herod, detaining the innocent without charges has a sacred history. Pilate's wife don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream on account of him. An anxiety dream come true. Herod plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. Not the slightest effort to correct the many misconceptions. Back before Pilate, I have examined him in your presence and found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod. The mob raged, and Pilate capitulated. Behold, here is your king. We have no king but Caesar. A depressing admission of the truth. They all condemned him as worthy of death. So Pilate had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified torture, and rendition. The soldiers took charge of Jesus and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, prophesy. So close to the kingdom, but the soldiers were clueless. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. So strange God's subtlety. The redemption of the world in a subordinate clause. And for the soldiers, just another day of graft. Those who passed by hurled insults. Despised and rejected to the bitter end. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The suffering servant of the grieving God. Father, it is finished. Into your hands I commit my spirit. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. He gave up his spirit. The end of a human life fulfills a divine call. The Roman centurion exclaimed, Surely this man was the Son of God. A warrior's confession of the Prince of Peace. 
Many women were there, including his mother's sister. No need for any binders. These many women supported Jesus from start to finish. <clears throat> A rich man from Arimathea named Joseph took Jesus' body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb. Don't ever exclude the rich. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw the tomb and how the body was laid. The last at the cross will be the first at the resurrection. For books this week, I review a memoir by John Schwartz. The book is called Oddly Normal, One Family's Struggle to Help Their Teenage Son Come to Terms with His Sexuality. New York, Gotham Books, 2012, 290 pages. Joseph was the third child for John and Jean Schwartz, so they felt pretty good about their parenting experiences, what he calls semi-pro, at least. But early on, they knew that Joseph was different. As a preschooler, he loved pink shoes, played with dolls, and hated sports. We knew we had a very girly boy says Schwartz, an intuition confirmed by a gay adult friend. Being gay wasn't a problem in their view, but knowing it for sure and knowing how to help Joseph with the ramifications took several more very difficult years. <clears throat> Joseph was not only gay, he was also extremely smart, physically clumsy, and socially awkward. He needed help from psychological, occupational, and speech therapists, all of which is expensive and confusing. One of their worst experiences was with a gay therapist. After conflicting advice from many experts, they decided that Joseph fit a diagnosis called PDD-NOS, Pervasive Developmental Disorder, not otherwise specified. And, of course, young kids can be cruel. Every family experience is different. School bureaucracies can be complicated. Scientific research is inconclusive. Experts disagree about diagnoses and treatments. As Joseph became increasingly isolated, both socially and emotionally, he internalized the rejection he experienced because of his differences. He edited, hid, and then rejected his different self by attempting suicide at the end of the seventh grade, right after he came out publicly at school. This memoir is a powerful reminder 
of how hard it is to be different. Schwartz tells how he was helped by a gay friend who related his own story about a college experience. One day, this friend Brian was talking about a writing project with his professor, Betty Sue Flowers, who incidentally later ran the LBJ Library and Museum. Brian happened to mention to his professor that he was gay. He was shocked by her response. It's a gift, said Flowers. Brian continues, I would have never thought of that as a possible reply. Yet I immediately knew exactly what she meant. Because I was different, I would see things differently than everyone else. And that would be valuable to me in ways that I would only discover over time. I don't think it's too much to say that her words changed how I looked at my life. John Schwartz, the title of the book, Oddly Normal. For film this week, I review Beasts of the Southern Wild, 2012. North of the levee in New Orleans, there's dry land and normal civilization. But south of the levee, where six-year-old Hush Puppy and her father Wink live, is what's called the bathtub. The bathtub is an ultimate community in the swampy bayou. It's a wild world of ramshackle houses, no school, hard-drinking trailer trash, and, by the way, celebration and care for each other. Little Hush Puppy tries to parse this world that is part dream and part nightmare for a little child. Her father is a violent drunk. She daydreams about her absent mother. A monster storm floods their world, but they resist mandatory evacuation. As in the movie Tree of Life, director Ben Zeitlin intersperses animated prehistoric beasts into this already ominous world. When Hush Puppy's father gets deathly sick, it's one more test for her to learn love and bravery in a scary world. Y'all better learn how to survive, her school teacher tells her class. This is Ben Zeitlin's first film at the age of 26, and it's been nominated for four Oscars. Hush Puppy and her father were played by ordinary non-actors. Beasts of the Southern Wild. And for Palm Sunday, we've posted a wonderful poem hymn that you'll recognize, All Glory, Laud, and Honor. It's actually an ancient hymn by St. Theodulf of Orleans, who lived from 760 to 821. All glory, laud, and honor to thee, Redeemer King, to whom the lips of children made sweet Hosanna's ring. Thou art the King of Israel, 
thou David's royal son, who in the Lord's name comest, the King and Blessed One. The company of angels are praising thee on high, and we with all creation in chorus make reply. The people of the Hebrews with palms before thee went, our prayer and praise and anthems before thee we present. To thee before thy passion they sang their hymns of praise. To thee, now high exalted, our melody we raise. Thou didst accept their praises, accept the prayers we bring, who in all good delightest, thou good and gracious King. Thank you for joining us at journeywithjesus.net. For Palm Sunday, March 24, 2013, I'm Daniel B. Clendenin.